Pronom to you. In these unusual times, when we cannot gather together as we normally would for our Kriya series, it feels a little different this year. And yet, we realize the profound importance of the time that we dedicate to our Kriya meditation. Traditionally, we would meet together for seven Wednesdays following Easter in the Golden Lotus Temple. We would meet in that blessed sanctuary for a small hour, 7.30 p.m. on those Wednesdays. We would begin with the prayer of devotion by Swami Yogananda Paramansa. And this, of course, is understandable given that Swami Yogananda was a guru preceptor from whom Kriya has come to us. We would begin our meditation with the Gayatri prayer as an opening, an invocation to awaken within us the desire for meditation, to awaken within us the wisdom of illumination. We would conclude each meditation with that final prayer in the prayer book, Prayers of Self-Realization, from Swami Premananda, the founder of our church, the Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism. Though what we will share in the coming weeks will differ from our usual format, we can still share in the life of Kriya, in the solitude of our individual practice. You may like to begin your meditation with that prayer of devotion from Swami Yogananda, or you may wish to begin your meditation with the Lord's Prayer or with another prayer of your choice. Whether or not we gather for our meditation, it is always sublimely personal and distinct. Here, now, with the Bhagavad Gita, in the Gita, there is something offered for every stage of unfoldment. Whether one is a novice, just beginning to explore the practice of meditation, or whether one is more mature in the experience of meditation, the Gita has something to offer everyone at every stage. We envision Krishna guiding Arjuna 
guru and disciple. Through the successive states of consciousness, and we may ask ourselves, what is Krishna asking Arjuna to do? The whole range of meditation is encapsulated in the verses of the Gita. Each chapter is a different facet. Each chapter has a different emphasis. Each one distinct and yet related. It is a source that beckons us again and again and again. Just as our practice of meditation beckons us back again and again and again. Let us start at the beginning, the very beginning. It's something so simple. Perhaps you might underestimate its importance and relevance to us in our meditation. We begin with kusha grass. Now that may sound strange to you, but listen to this verse from the Gita, from this blessed scripture of yoga. Krishna says to Arjuna, in a clean and pure place, having prepared a firm seat, neither too high nor too low, covered first with kusha grass. A seat covered with kusha grass. This is where we begin. This is where we begin. Think of the word kusha. It calls to mind the word cushion. Perhaps you are at this very moment seated on a cushion in a place you have thoughtfully prepared for your meditation. Just as the kusha grass suggested by Krishna to Arjuna is a place for meditation, we too are seated on the kusha grass. No, perhaps we're not outside, although we could be. But this entire earth is our life. Not just this little spot on which we sit. The whole earth, the cosmic universe. We are guided by the inspiration of the fullness of our life. It is so much more vast than the physical space where we sit for our meditation. It is the infinite plane of consciousness wherein we pursue our subjective contemplation. No matter where we are seated, whether in our temple or on a bed of kusha grass in the open air or on a cushion 
in a quiet place in our home. We live in this earthly plane of consciousness. But as in the Isha Upanishad, To live the full measure of life on this earth, we must do so ever with the ideal of self-perfection. With the ideal of self-perfection. That is the purpose and the pursuit of meditation. Hence, we begin with this one little idea, just one small aspect of Kriya. It is not the entirety of Kriya. I cannot give, you cannot give, we cannot give the entirety of Kriya, even in one lifetime. This is one small taste. It's not the whole meal. We have this little bit of time that we give to meditation and to nothing else. We can have a taste now. And this taste leaves us wanting more, wanting more from our meditation. We're just sharing a taste, breaking a little bread together in this small way. And yet, we have the whole harvest of life. The subjective life is bountiful. It will nourish us through all the vicissitudes of life. May we find greater and greater joy each time we practice our meditation. May it be for us a taste of the infinite meal of divine consciousness. May it nourish us, sustain us, bless us. Until the next time. Amen. Let us sit properly now, please. With eyes closed, spine erect, hands placed upon the thighs, palms turned upward. Together, let us offer the Gayatri prayer. Let us meditate on the glory of that effulgent reality from whom the whole universe is projected. May that enlighten our minds. Oh.